Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. So Madeline, what is up this week? What are you watching? I actually, for one of my classes, it was a media law and ethics class, which yay, we just finished school. So thankfully that's over. But that class for my final, I had to watch a documentary. And I watched this documentary on Netflix called Voyeur. And if you haven't seen it, like, I feel like it didn't get a lot of press. I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't heard about it yet. And I had started watching it earlier this year. And then when I had to pick a documentary, I was like, oh, my God, obviously, I'll do that one. And it's about this guy who, during his childhood, he realized that he enjoys watching people in intimate moments, especially when they're having sex. So he ended up, when he was an adult, buying a motel. This is so awful and twisted but he bought a motel and he would go through the air vents and spy on people in their rooms so the documentary is about this this journalist in new york his name's gay talese i believe that's how you pronounce his last name and it's about him and how he made a book about this voyeur which is the name for like somebody who spy basically like watches people and he made a book about the guy and it's about how their relationship lasted, like, I think, I want to say, like, almost over 30 years and just how twisted it was. And the guy who was writing the book ended up, he ended up voying himself and looking in for, like, research purposes. And it's a very, very twisted but interesting story. I think any documentary, the more twisted it is, the more interesting it is. I think we all found that with Tiger King. So watching this was very, very intriguing and a bit upsetting because, you know, somebody's invading in your privacy. And I think that's a lot of people's worst nightmares. So yeah, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's just these two odd guys and they make for really, really interesting subjects in this documentary. So definitely check that out. Fascinating. I love watching documentaries like that, you know, when people do insane weird things or have insane weird interests because it's so fascinating because while I'm sitting and trying to watch that like I'm trying to figure out how these people's brains work and I'm I may go watch that today now that's insane right and and that's that's the thing that I loved I, I won't try I'm trying to not give too much away about this but that's one of the things that I found so interesting was that when this starts you think that you're kind of following this weird guy through the lens of this journalist who's almost like a journalist who recognizes that this guy's weird but as it goes on you realize that the journalist like it is like the crazy helping the crazy like it's it, the journalist it's maybe not even any more there than the other guy and if so like there's just this back and forth you're like who is more like ethical in this situation and 
there's a lot of problems in like the way that the journalist tells the story and there's some false information and it's it's good and also another part that I I love about documentaries is like the sort of b-roll and like not actual like interview footage that they'll use and because it's it in that way it's like you have to create a movie and what they do is they have this sort of miniature model of the motel and you see them as the story is told like they keep cutting back to it and you see the guy who's the voyeur and you see his like very prominent like large hairy man hand going in and like moving things around the motel and peering in and I really really enjoyed that because they could have just been like oh here's an exterior shot of the motel and they do that but it kept things very interesting and I think a lot of times where a documentary it's yes it's it's visual storytelling but a lot of times it's like okay how can we you know, set up this interview or how can the editing be done? So I think seeing interesting ways that they can like use models and make sets and make it look like real life or have like reenactments is is fascinating. So I've said Amazing. it once, right? I've said it once. I'll say it again. I would recommend this. What have you been watching? Well, kind of on the completely polar opposite end of the spectrum, I watched the original Gidget movie for the first time. Do you know Gidget? I know of, but have not seen. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I grew up watching the Gidget TV show. For those of you who don't know, Gidget is this character who originated from a book. She's a Southern California teen girl in, you know, the 50s, early 60s, who likes her surfboard more than she's interested in going on dates with boys. And it's uh, amazing and totally gave me an obsession with surfing when I was like 10. But the TV show is a spinoff of the movies and the TV show stars Sally Field in her first role ever. So I grew up watching that but and then I think I I saw Gidget goes to Rome because then there became like a huge franchise of Gidget movies that are all great but all have different Gidgets and I never got to see the first one so finally my mom and I sat down and uh you know kind of like start a summer thing we watched the first Gidget which stars Sandra D obviously because at that point in time, she was every innocent, cute, fun-loving teen girl, you know? Ah, it was just so good. I Everyone knows I love old movies by now. So yeah, very, very opposite from what you watched, Madeline, but that's, <laughs> that's what I've been up to lately. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and this seems great. Like, I, I love this. I love this 1950s, like, beachy fun like just playful i i love that i will definitely need to check that out i'm literally looking right now like where can i watch this and it looks like it's available to rent pretty much everywhere so i definitely will have to that's so exciting it looks adorable and 
just like such a fun time. And that actually reminds me of the movie that we're discussing today, Kajillionaire, because this was this was a good time. It was a wild ride and it wasn't what I expected pretty much at all. I don't I don't really think I don't really even know what I was expecting from this, but I think it was it just took a much different turn I thought it would be a little bit more focused on like I haven't even seen it but I thought it would be like bling ring which I again I can't say like I thought it was going to be like this movie that I also haven't seen but I don't know I thought it was going to be like high speed not not even high speed chase but like ooh, how can we buy these like designer bags and like get all this money and like maybe like a bank heist like a maybe like a girl boss version of Baby Driver was what I was expecting this to be. But it wasn't that at all. It was a little bit funky, a little bit out of the box. Just overall unexpected for me. What about you? Kind of really enjoyed it, but I think I went into the mindset of it being kind of funky and off the beaten path after watching the trailer when it came out a very, very long time ago. This has been on my watch list for ah maybe maybe like over a year now, about a year now. So I'm very happy that we got to watch it and we get to, you know, discuss it with our intellectual co-host friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a fan of it. I I think maybe some moments weren't always necessary to service the heart of the story but overall I really liked it and I think I would also like to watch it again. I think so too. I think that this is something that maybe I would appreciate as a second watch but also movies that it takes me two times to watch to like fully appreciate I'm like I'm Mm -hmm. sorry but there are movies that like through one pass I'm obsessed with I'm not saying like I have to understand it in the first one like I want to leave a first viewing and be like oh my gosh like that was like something like get out like I want to watch that again because I want to see it from the lens that I have now understanding it not because that was so weird and maybe I'd appreciate it more if I tried watching it again like I should give it another chance I don't want to like give movies more chances because there's so many other movies out there that I want to watch right so that's kind of where I struggled with this and there were a lot of times where I like was watching and then I was like did I kind of like did I miss something there like where did that kind of come from and I kind of felt that with all of Gina Rodriguez's character I was like when I mean I understood they I don't want to get too ahead of myself because we'll get into it later but Mm -hmm. I feel like she just kind of like hopped on onto all of this and then suddenly it's like oh yeah her character's part of this family and I mean that's probably the sense we were supposed to get like oh you know this girl joins this family and whatever and how she kind of at at points it seems like she just very easily meshes in but this family is a weird one like oh yeah woo i thought my family was weird these people take the cake and they yeah i'd want to do like some investigative like i maybe also watch some like interviews and also talk to the woman who created this which is very exciting it's written and directed by miranda july and it's starring evan rachel wood richard jenkins deborah winger and gina rodriguez i did not expect gina rodriguez to ever 
be in a film like this. So the fact that she signed on to this more indie film in a role I wouldn't typecast her in, I found super exciting. Yeah, me too. It did really shock me. And like everything that her character was doing that shocked me, I was like, wait, yeah, this is Gina Rodriguez in this role. Like this is... Yeah, I did not expect this from Gina Rodriguez either because I first was introduced to her in Jane the Virgin. I think like a lot of people were. That was like pretty much the first thing that she ever did. And then I've seen her in like Someone Great. That's a movie on Netflix, I believe. And it's like a fun chick flick breakup story. But overall, like this kind of made me be like, oh, maybe she's, you know, going to be doing some pretty like indie interesting things that are a little bit outside of the box so it was it was exciting to see her in this and her character is kind of like the outsider of me and as the movie goes on we understand them a little bit more and they're comprised of this 26 year old woman who we know as Odolio Dine, I believe. And she has a very manipulative relationship with her parents who are con artists. And it starts off and we see them like getting items and then being like, oh, I have a receipt for that. I can return it. And stealing things and taking things and scamming people out of their money or getting gift cards for like massage therapists. And like, so we see them scamming people out of their money all these things because they owe several months rent which is 500 a month which they're they're like we know it's cheap but it's not cheap enough for us basically the family needs to do all these scams have all of this crazy con artist ventures because they owe several months rent of $500 a month for their apartment, which is actually not an apartment. It's an office space in a soap factory. And because they don't have the money, the daughter ends up scamming to travel to New York because they they win all these contests and they apply for everything. And basically, they do like everything that will not be a job. And with that, her parents take her luggage and then they can claim that she lost her luggage on the airline. So then you see her going to report it and being like, yeah, I lost all my luggage when really just her parents took it. And they collect travel insurance, which she had purchased, and then that'll cover their rent. So interesting. And also like so much more work than having an actual job, I feel like. Right? Well, yeah, that's the thing is like you have to be a mastermind to do this. It's not easy. I'm like, I've tried all my ways to like, oh, how could I get a few more dollars here or there or whatever? And never would I think of these extents. And it's it's so much more work than anything. You have to also put in like the thought that like how much time do you put into this versus how much time would you just put into an actual job where you're actually paid by the hour? You know, if I work for this amount, I mean, that's capitalism for you. I'm not saying it's great, but <laughs> if you work for this, it's bad. But if you work for this amount, you will get that amount of money. And for them, nothing is guaranteed. But I think also... There's that thrill and chase that they get from it. But their characters are so... They just remind me of like the color beige personified. They have this like long hair and I don't know. They're just... They're kooky. They're a little... They're a little kooky. But after nothing really happens in New York, 
she wants to return home with her parents and they end up talking the parents with this girl that they sit with on the flight and it is Gina Rodriguez's character Melanie and the daughter is shocked on the playground because obviously she's not supposed to seem like she's with her parents because they're gonna apparently steal her <laughs> luggage from her but she's shocked that they're now talking to this young girl because they are pretty to themselves and then they end up saying yeah we're con artists and we scam people and this is what we're gonna do we're gonna pretend that we took her luggage on this flight and then in several weeks we'll get the check and we'll be able to pay all of our rent and it turns out that Melanie is like oh that's actually like really great and she's all into this and she's like yeah I lied about being a physician's assistant and I'm actually just a clerk at an eyeglass store and I meet all of these elderly patients and clients and I just rip them off like a little bit by bit which is you know what a lot of con artists will do it's not like some huge massive scam it's like oh you know it's it's just milking the system so she ends up telling them that she has a patient who is dying she has a patient that's dying and they can go into the house and pretend that they're his family and there's this weird thing hope i don't know if you can explain it to me but there's all these like earthquake tremors throughout the film and i can't tell if this is like everybody's feeling it or not or it's just the family? Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I've been thinking about that a lot too. It wouldn't surprise me if it was just the family because I think, you know, it's it's a little bit of symbolism for like the, the parents' relationship with old Dolios on the rocks and like their world is, you know, starting to crumble because literally who could live like this for this long and also raise a child in this environment. I think it's also kind of like the tremors of realization for old Dolio too about what she's been trapped in for so long and how they've kind of like emotionally stunted her growth by keeping her so tightly wrapped up in this codependent dependent, manipulative, cyclical, codependent wackiness of minor crimes for survival. So I think I think my final deduction was that like it's maybe it is something that everyone's feeling, but it usually always happens at moments that I feel like could be, you know, kind of light bulb moments for her if that makes sense like moments of minor realization kind of I don't know I mean again Miranda is known for her like super niche quirkiness so it could truly be anything and it could also mean absolutely nothing after like the research I've started doing on her and learning about her life and her work which is fantastic. She's so cool. And I'm kind of mad that I didn't know about her before this. And like, it took this film to get to know her. But yeah, that, that's a different tangent. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like she writes and directs and stars and she's a singer and an author and an artist. And she does like films and monologues and live performances. She's a cool chick and she's from Vermont, which I just I think is cool because I'm also from like far northeast. So I 
she seems like a cool a cool gal and I feel like this film has that same energy and in a way it was just like I literally wrote down while I was writing it because I was like yeah this is basically how I feel about it but the whole time I felt like we were supposed to be like understanding the world that they are in and the way that it worked but I felt like I never really did so it just felt like I was like not understanding an inside joke for two hours that's so interesting that also could just be me not I don't know like that that's not necessarily anything on Miranda that could just be the way that I viewed the film and maybe I need to watch it one more time but like we've said there's a lot of films out there that are they're not supposed to be so literal and sometimes characters are you know a very specific kind of person and it's not always going to be somebody that you know we can easily recognize it's not going to be like say like the father where everyone can sort of relate to that relationship or they know someone like that I personally I uh, as far as I know I don't know any con artists so I don't know I don't like watch this and I'm like wow I really relate to that but I think in other ways people can relate to maybe their struggle for money or her need for this love from her parents or this feeling from Melanie the friend to like fit in with this family that she's just kind of started working with and where they go from there But I just felt like things kept taking really odd turns that felt a little bit unnecessary to me. Like Odolio, the daughter, her parents initiate that they want to have a threesome with Melanie. And she's like, Uh. no. And they buy a hot tub and he's like, yeah, you can get into the bath with me. And then the wife comes in and is like, yeah, we just want you to feel comfortable. Like those sort of things were like, I understood that these characters were weird, but this is like taking it too far to the point where now I just think this movie's weird and like maybe not even in like an artistic way. It's just like you're taking like weird situations and like, literally of like parents and their child's friend and like making it uncomfortable and and it was hard because I wasn't like enjoying the characters necessarily to the point where I was like oh yeah I'll like see them through this or you know I'm interested to see how they're going to handle this situation. So I think that made it very difficult to like continue seeing them be put into these situations and create these moments because I was like, uh, no, 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 no. That is one thing too with Miranda July's work is she does often bring up the topic of sex and like tries to integrate that into a lot of her work which is like yeah mad respect and like there was some interview I was reading with her that like she finds weaving that in is like she tries to do it in surprising ways that will further let the audience into the inside of a character like the the inner life or whatever which like you know coming from like a, a more analytical standpoint like on paper yeah that makes sense and and I'm always here for more like revelation and discovery about characters and things but this this was not something I needed to know about these characters you know like I I would have been okay not knowing about this part of their inner lives. And it also just felt kind of manipulative too because it was like, well, we don't have anything else to like do with her now. I mean, maybe like like let's just um 
get get it on with her. Why not? Like that very much so rubbed me the wrong way. And I think, you know, paints the parents in an even worse light, which makes us sympathize with old Dolio even more and how terribly she's been treated and kind of helps us understand why she's at like the uh, emotional development stage of like a 13 year old boy and like why she dresses like one too so like yes on paper and in theory all of this makes sense but like i really i i think the film could have survived without it and then maybe turned off less people but then again i don't know if that was necessarily her intent either i don't think she wanted to make this movie to like people please anyone either so yeah that's that's all my thoughts on that. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I think that the relationship that we end up seeing between Aldolio and Melanie at the end really stems from this major mommy issues. Major. Yeah. It's and it's awkward to watch, at least for me. I was like, well, where did this come from? But again, I, I like you were saying with Miranda's work, it does make sense. But they kind of find that Odolio never was called Hun and never was made pancakes and just never received this like love from her mother that a lot would and how it really like messed her up. And Melanie offers this full service treatment where she's going to fulfill these emotional requirements that Odolio's parents didn't do for her. And through that, they kind of feel like that's kind of how they like fall in love. And one morning they wake up in their apartment and realize that it's been robbed and literally all the furniture has gone. Everything is gone. And they realize that the gifts that Odolio's parents gave her are still there and that they're refundable. So they take them to be returned because that's what Eldolio knows to do when in need of money. And they get a total of $485.05. And they realize that they forgot to return Eldolio's necklace. And now it brings a total to $525. And that's the share of the insurance money. And then they kiss. And that's... <laughs> as the end of the movie and yeah i don't even i just like it ended and i was like i'm sorry what what happened now yeah it was it was a strange way to end but again also kind of like wouldn't have expected this movie to end not in a weird or abrupt way so it it fit i guess i think i also wasn't i don't want to say i wasn't a fan of their relationship, but I think their relationship was born out of something a relationship shouldn't be. You know, like it didn't it didn't seem like these were two parties of sound mind and willingness. This was kind of more like let me be your new mommy kind of thing and let me like recreate life for you and reintroduce you to the world kind of like a fixer situation which always is just kind of like red flag turn off for me a little so it makes me nervous for their future and i think 
that was the biggest thing I was left with. I was like, what's going to happen to these two? Like, there's no way this is going to end well. Yeah. And it, I felt like we were supposed to react to it in a way like, oh my gosh, like that's so sweet of Melanie. But like, I didn't, I don't know, maybe that wasn't, but I just was like, uh, the whole time and unsure of how to feel. And maybe that was Miranda's intent. I I'm not quite sure, but it probably was. She probably just wanted me to feel uneasy the entire time I was watching this. Yeah, that was the intent of this. Yep, <laughs> honestly, honestly. I guess I just hope I don't know what to think of it. I, I'm trying, like, literally trying to think, like, what did people say about this? Like, what? Why did I think this was something that it it wasn't? And I mean, it's titled everywhere, a crime comedy and a close-knit petty crime family and their frayed relationship with a stranger and she joins their schemes. And I don't know, I, I, the yes, that that's, that's not false. But also I feel like it was so much more than that, which I understand and like they don't want to give it away. But I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't even like, it's a close-knit family, but in like a very obscure way. And I just, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't know what to think about it and literally after talking about it for a bit of time with you, I, I, I still don't know what to think about it and maybe <laughs> maybe I should rewatch it. But also I'm like, oh, there's so much more to watch here mm-hmm. that maybe maybe I would enjoy more and I think my fear is that I would watch this for the second time and be like, yep, another waste of my time. I, I should have known the first time that I watched it. Why did I bother rewatching this? But Miranda, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll watch your other work. I'll make it up to you. I, I I won't leave you hanging on this one. I don't know. I'm I really like a movie that that makes you think and isn't easy to digest. Even though most of the time I'm like incredibly frustrated in the moment of of watching it i i had a good time i appreciated the overall aesthetic of the film the the mise-en-scene you know was really something i've never seen and just the unspoken language of this film and modes of operation even though they were freaky and quirky and very very much so not the status quo or anything accepted by society at large i think that's what made it a little endearing like a a little bit of like watching a car accident like you don't want to look away even though you know it's weird bad different unexpected unconventional unconventional is probably the best word that is a very good word for this right unconventional i think is is the perfect word and unconventional is not a bad thing it just makes for something that's not everyone's cup of tea and miranda july seems like the type of person who knows they're not everyone's cup of tea and thrives off of that. See, Hope, you just, you blow my mind because you articulate your words and <laughs> I say, I sit here going, I don't know, this movie made me feel uh, the entire Which time. is also completely valid. I'm sure this is an experience like most of the population who watch this had, especially people who are not fans of Miranda July or this is the first introduction into her work, like completely blind going into it. So yeah. Also, shout out to the music by Emile Masseri, who is one of my favorite 
composers. Uh, you know, also did Minari, mm-hmm. uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Like, I this movie would be nothing without the music too. I think it was just that was a match made in a twenty four heaven. <laughs> True. True. That was a very good pick. That was a good pick for them. I guess I'll leave it on a note of confusion because <laughs> that's where the movie left me. But overall, Hope, do we think that this is Cinematics approved? I gotta say for me, I mean, I feel like we gotta agree on this, but for me, this wouldn't be... I feel like I have to, it's Cinematics approved if I would be like, oh my god, I'm meeting up with somebody for coffee and I'm like, this, you gotta watch this. I just watched it last night. It's so good. Like that sort of scenario. And yes. I don't see myself doing that with this. You, This isn't something you can necessarily recommend to just anyone. Like this, this you gotta recommend to like your film bro friends and then have like a panel talk back session after it. You know, this is for a niche audience. Right. The only person that I'm excited to talk to about this is you because I know I can <laughs> I know I know you'll understand I know you'll get it but I wouldn't no I don't think I would really recommend this to anyone but that's okay Miranda July we will watch your other work and uh, I'm sorry this one this one didn't really do it for me but that's okay there's always more out there and that's a wrap thanks for listening to today's episode everyone you can follow us on instagram at cinema chicks podcast and on tiktok at cinema chicks and if you want to be friends you can follow me on instagram at madeline daisy rancourt and on letterbox at madeline daisy or you can follow me on instagram at hope johansson and on letterboxd at h joha and before we end we'd like to thank today's sponsors petty crime people who call you hun and expensive hot tubs and mommy issues thanks for listening i'm so glad we had that talk thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you so much